Mindfulness Mode 131. It encourages you to go out into the world around you and explore. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Stay tuned to the end of this interview. As a thank you for listening, I have a free mindfulness gift just for you. We're here at Con Bravo in Hamilton talking with Dylan Mead, who is an expert at Pokemon Go. And he's an expert because he loves to play it. And we're going to talk about all things Pokemon Go and how it is a mindful experience. So welcome to the show, Dylan. Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So as we get started, would you just explain to us what is Pokemon Go? How would you how would you kind of fill in a person who has no idea what this is even about? So Pokemon Go is a game for handheld devices, iOS and Android, where when you play the game, you go out into the real world and you walk around. And this is how you discover things in the game. You discover Pokemon, which are the little creatures that you've probably heard of. Uh, like Pikachu and such, and you can catch them. And it encourages you to go out into the world around you and explore, which I think is pretty great. So the cool thing about it, and and for our listeners out there, Mindful Tribe, I just want to explain this a little bit more because I do play this game sometimes, is that, of course, your device has a camera, your phone has a camera, so... It, it uses your camera, and it sees whatever your camera is seeing, but suddenly a Pokemon may appear. And that's part of the cool thing about it, right? You see that Pokemon appear in the screen, and then you can do something. What do you do once you see a Pokemon appear? So a Pokemon appearing is a pretty exciting experience. Uh, and once you do, you, uh, you take what they call Pokeballs, and you fling your finger on the screen and attempt to throw the ball at the Pokemon and capture it. Okay, so it doesn't sound violent. There's no real violence in this game, is there? Or is there? Um, there's some light combat mechanics. Uh, there is a system called Pokemon Gyms, which are key locations around your neighborhood, uh, which you can control. Uh, you can defeat the Pokemon that is currently on the gym and then take it for yourself and then you, your Pokemon becomes the Pokemon that is to be defeated by another. Uh, so there's some light combat mechanics, but it's all very playful. It's all E-rated. So how does a gym end up being in your community? I know in my community, I think it says there's a Pokemon store. And I live in a rural area, so I was really surprised. But tell me, how does that happen? Uh, so there's two types of landmarks in Pokemon Go. There's Pokestops, and then there's gyms. Uh, gyms are rarer, so they're the more exciting locations. But uh, Pokestops are quite frequent. There's probably two or three within a five-minute walk of where you live, um, even if you're in a rural area. Uh, and this this is actually all data that was collected f- uh, from another game by the same developer as Pokemon Go. The developer is called Niantic, and they have a pre-existing game called Ingress which is kind of, uh, it uses this, it, the same set of data. This is all user-submitted data for interesting things in the environment. So people who are playing this game just, uh, they saw a cool thing in their environment, like a clock tower, or it could be anything. And then they took it, take a photo of it, they submit it, and then it gets turned into a, a location in this game. 
Thanks, Dylan. Well, let's get right into the mindfulness of this game. What is it about Pokemon Go that helps people just kind of forget about their worries, forget about their stresses, and just think about the present moment? Is that how you would describe it? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think in a lot of ways it's, it's an escape. Um, you can go out into the world. It, it encourages you to go outside instead of staying inside. Uh, and also... Right, right now in particular, when the game is at its peak popularity, uh, you, when you go to busy locations in the game, locations where there may be one or two Pokestops, you will see dozens of other people also playing this game. And I think that's an incredible experience. Well, I know part of mindfulness is not judging others. Do you feel that in the Pokemon Go community, there's that feel that, you know, you're not judging each other? You're just sort of all in it together? Yeah, there's an incredible sense of camaraderie. When, when you go to these places and you see the other people, it's not, you don't feel like, oh, they're here, now I can't be here. It's, it, you all work together. And I think one of the great things about it as well is that there's, when a Pokemon appears, it doesn't appear for just one or two players. It appears for every player. So one player might see a Pokemon, and then they can tell everyone else that there's a Pokemon nearby, and then everyone can go and catch that Pokemon. So I think it's great that people can work together like that. Yeah, I love teamwork. I love being connected. It sounds very cool. Now, is there an element of competition in this then? Uh, yes, there is. There's, um, there is a mechanic uh, in the game built around teams. Uh, when you reach a certain level in the game, it'll happen probably about a week or two after you start playing, uh, you are asked to choose between one of three teams, and that sort of uh, informs the gym mechanic that I mentioned earlier. Uh, a, when a gym is held by you, it's held by your team. Uh, and other members of your team can't take it from you. It would have to be one of the other two teams. Um, but that's not the key element of the game. That's not how the game functions fundamentally. Uh, so I don't think that rivalry is central. I think it's fundamentally a, uh, a game of camaraderie. It's a game where people work together. Yeah, and I think it's really a game of fun. And when I look at you and how you're dressed today, that's a lot of fun. Can you describe how you are dressed since this is an audio-only podcast? Sure. So right now I'm dressed as a gym leader, uh, not uh, not anything to do with the gyms in Pokemon Go, but this is from the original Pokemon games on the Game Boy. Uh, I am a gym leader named Faulkner. Uh, that's F-A-L-K-N-E-R. He where he has blue hair, short blue hair, uh, and he he wears pretty much all blue. He ha he has like a blue gi. He's kind of like a a trainee at a dojo almost. I would say, and it's it's certainly a fun outfit to wear, and it's nice to be recognized in the outfit. Yeah, it's a very cool outfit. Well, let's go way back. I'm sure that maybe you've got some history you can tell us about with Pokemon. Tell me, tell me us about your past and Pokemon. So I got in um, Pokemon pretty much right in the ground floor. It it came to North America in the early '90s. Uh, I was in elementary school at the time, and it was really big on the school ground. I remember all the kids were playing Pokemon. There were Pokemon cards, and there were also the games on the Game Boy handheld. Uh, and I was right into that. I played it. Um, a lot of people dropped off the game after that that age group. Like it was, it, the game was targeted towards elementary school kids, and a lot of people, as they got older, uh, they stopped playing. Um, but I was one, I, one of those people who hung on to the game. I kept playing it all through my school years, and in my adult life, I still enjoy playing the game. 
Well, my son really enjoyed playing the game too when he was when he was in elementary school, and that wasn't so long ago because he's in grade nine now. So it was just you know I'd say six seven years ago or so, and he really really enjoyed Pokemon a lot. And I thought you know this just seems like a positive thing. You know he's interacting with other kids, he's having fun, he's collecting cards. It doesn't seem violent, at least not very. There's not much violence in it. It's just it's a pretty innocuous game to me and but you know what surprises me is sometimes I hear some people who are like really negative about it and especially now that Pokemon Go has come on the scene there's there's a whole area of negativity now what is that where does that come from well, I think with any big new craze, there's always going to be dissenters. There's uh, there's always people who don't like that a thing is so popular. Um, there are some people among the Pokemon community who don't like, oh, who also don't like that this is what's so popular. That their main games that have been around for for over twenty years aren't seeing this popularity. But I think that's that's a vocal minority. I think everyone is excited about this game in general. I think that's the overwhelmingly positive response with a, a a negative contingent that is best ignored i'm i'm glad you said that i like the way you put that has there been anything like where people have been injured or anything like that or is that just pretty much uh just hearsay there are some falsified stories that are occurring online uh, though there are unfortunately some stories that do have truth to them uh, there there have been some t- stories of people getting into trouble while wandering around and playing Pokemon Go. I think these shouldn't specifically be cast as concerns against Pokemon Go, though. This is stuff happening to people as they just wander around their community. It's stuff that happens anyway, whether you're playing Pokemon Go or not. Sometimes shootings happen. It's unfortunate, but it's a reality. I agree, and I I personally think it's great that we're getting kids and young people out of their homes and back into the parks and into the communities. That's what I think. So tell us more about your own personal gaming experience with this. What's it like? What do you specifically do? How often do you play? So I downloaded Pokemon Go uh, very early on, uh, pretty much right after it came out. Actually, before it came out in Canada, I went on to uh, the the United States App Store and I downloaded it there. Uh, and I've been playing it uh, pretty much daily. I, I after work, I go out for a walk and I walk around and see what Pokemon I can find. Uh, it's been great he playing it here as well, because when I'm uh, just walking around the convention, there are a lot. Uh, there's a lot of activity. It, the The game tends to make more Pokemon appear at greater population centers. So here in uh, downtown Hamilton, there's been a lot of Pokemon appearing, and it's been pretty exciting for the game. That's cool. You talked about three teams. So can you describe the three teams, the differences, and how that is all integral into the game? So the, the three teams are not very different from each other fundamentally. Uh, there are three different uh, what's called legendary bird Pokemon. Uh, They're called Articuno, the ice bird, Zapdos, the electric bird, and Moltres, the fire bird. And these are the the mascots of the different teams. There's The three teams are called Team Mystic for Articuno, uh, Team Valor for Moltres, and Team Instinct for Zapdos. Uh, And the game doesn't really push you in any one direction. It's pretty much 
do you like ice, fire, or electric most is pretty much what's going to inform the decision for most people. I personally picked Team Mystic, um, but I I won't discourage anyone from picking any other team they like. So have you met some really interesting people who you continued on being friends with as a result of this game? I know it's fairly recent, but I'd be interested to know that. I'm, I'm not so far, but I've been meeting a lot of people playing so far this weekend, and I wouldn't be surprised if I stayed in touch with some of them. Cool. How does social media play a part with this game? Uh, it can definitely play a big part when there's rare Pokemon. Uh, the, the set of Pokemon that there are available in the game have a fluctuate, fluctuating rarity. There are some that are incredibly common that you'll be able to find dozens of. And there are others that are incredibly rare that one person on their own might never even see. Uh, so it helps to have this social media if you could follow other people who are also playing the game and get those notifications that may, there's a very rare Pokemon over here. And if you're close enough, you might be able to make it and go get it for yourself, which would be pretty exciting. So you mentioned back in the 90s that cards played a big part in Pokemon. Are cards still a big part? They are definitely still a part of Pokemon. They have been around since the 90s, and they continue to release. Uh, they don't see as much popularity as the, the actual games, um, but there is, there is a strong contingent of Pokemon card players still around. I think that my son still has quite a few Pokemon cards, so we'll have to check that out. But I know, as you mentioned, there are new releases probably on a regular basis. How often are there new releases? Uh, for Pokemon cards, there uh, tends to be a new release every four months. Are there any other games like like tabletop games, card games that are related to Pokemon that would be a lot of fun for people to play who are into Pokemon Go? Uh, there are a few. Uh, there aren't aren't haven't been any one anyone's released recently. They're mostly released back in the '90s when Pokemon was at its height here in North America. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some more come out thanks to Pokemon Go, though. Right. I'm sure there will be popularity of other things related to this, to this game as well because it really has really become big. Why do you think there's such an explosion of interest in this particular game? I think it taps into something that people have wanted for a long time, uh, like the sort of game that rewards you for going out and just walking around. It's, it, it, uh, it's something that uh, in the industry is referred to as gamification, you take something that's not a game and you add game-like elements in order to encourage people to explore that. And I th combining it with Pokemon, I think, is a, is a brilliant move because Pokemon at its core is something where you want to go out and catch Pokemon. Uh, and at, before now, that's something you could only do within a handheld device. You could only do it in another world. Now you can do it in your world. And I think that it has excited a lot of people. Are there any other games that do this, this gamification? Uh, there is one that I know of where that encourages people to go out and exercise. It sort of gamifies uh, working out. And I, I, I've heard stories that that works wonders for a lot of people. I think just adding some sort of an achievement system, like your, your phone gives you some sort of credit for working out, that, that is very encouraging for a lot of people. Well, this sounds like this could be the beginning of a whole new type of movement, and it could get us to be more healthy, to be more uh, 
community-based. It could do a lot of positive things for our world. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's the start of something great. I think a lot of companies are looking at Pokemon Go and thinking about how they could leverage that sort of uh, augmented reality type game uh, and how they could use that in order to encourage people to go out as well. I think this is only the beginning. Yeah, I do too. That's my sense. And, you know, with mindfulness, part of what I love to do is just get the idea out there to the mainstream world that, hey, there are ways to get rid of your anxiety. There are ways to not be stressed out about the future. There are ways to kind of deal with that monkey mind, you know. Your mind is just playing tricks on you. It's telling you things that aren't true. You're, it's putting you down. You're getting depressed. We are all need to learn ways to deal with that and to me if you get focused into a game like Pokemon Go and you know you you just enjoy it after work or you enjoy going out with your children and playing it things like that that just seems to be all good so Dylan what would you add to that well it hasn't been this way for me personally I've heard a lot of positive stories about people who who have been affected positively by Pokemon Go people who who perhaps were depressed or people who are very insular, who didn't go out, who didn't talk to people. And they're going out into their communities now and they're talking to people. They're playing with other people. And I think that's something that was al that's always been at the core of Pokemon. They, Pokemon has always encouraged people to, to battle with other people, to trade Pokemon with them. Uh, well, Pokemon Go doesn't have these features yet, but it's, it's very central to the way Pokemon wants to work. And I think that's... A great thing. Do any interesting stories pop into your mind, experiences that you've had while playing the game that you just couldn't wait to tell someone about it? Mostly it's just unexpected uh, appearances of Pokemon. Like uh, you might go to a park and find that there's a lot of a certain Pokemon that you've never seen anywhere else. And I think it's very exciting to be able to go to all my friends and say, hey, if you go here, you'll be able to catch a lot of this Pokemon. I think that, uh, and my friends say that to me as well. And it, it, it uh, not only encourages you to go out, but encourages you to go to different places that you might not think to go. I think that's a lot of fun. So what I'm hearing is there are Pokemon in places where there are other people and other people are playing the game. But tell me this, maybe you can clear this up for me. I know that when we were playing it, suddenly one appeared just beside our kitchen table. Now, how did that get there since we live in a rural area, we're separated from, you know, lots of other uh, population? How did that Pokemon get into our kitchen? There's a range of, uh, of the area, like around where you are, where a Pokemon might, you might be able to pick up a Pokemon. You don't have to be in the exact location where it is. So chances are, if there was someone outside your house, they were also able to see that Pokemon. It wasn't in your kitchen for them. So how did it get there? I don't know. Maybe you should check your locks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, maybe I should check my locks. I think it's a lot of fun. I think Pokemon Go really is a lot of fun. It gets me, my wife, my son, it gets us together out there playing and just, you know, doing something that's not violent. It's just getting out into nature or outside for a walk. We take our dog out, and it's just a lot of fun. Do you have anything to add, Dylan? Yeah, it's it's certainly encouraged me and my wife to get out of the house more often. We uh, we used to stay, stay inside and play games. Now we go out and play games. You might argue not much has changed, but it's certainly healthier for she and I. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm getting a lot more exercise now, a lot more fresh air, a lot more walks. Not that I play it a huge amount, but I just really simply find it fun. Uh, Dylan, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Do you love playing Pokemon Go with your children? Well, now you can learn 21 ways to practice mindfulness with your child every day in ways other than Pokemon Go as well. I have a free ebook I've written called 21 Ways to Practice Mindfulness with Your Child Every Day for 7 Minutes. Download it free at mindfulnessmode.com slash 21 ways. That's 2-1 ways. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.